Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patrons, Matt Fry and Johnny Torres, for serving as producers on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure-tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Mosiru, Grimfuse, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support D&D Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, Episode 26. Join us now for Rumble Squad, Episode 25. Made for smashing, not for stealthing. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of the Campaign, and with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, the party continued through the ruins of Neverhelm, as they began to get to know their new traveling companions, the Pummel Patrol. After discussing what to do about potential undead, and avoiding them as much as possible, the group eventually returned to the Vault of Neverhelm, finding a javelin of lightning along the way, and preparing to face whatever lay ahead of them. You guys all arrive in the familiar antechamber that was the beginning to the Vault of Neverhelm. With you is Master Demean, the Staff Federation member who kind of hired you to escort him here, who is a human man with dark brown skin, light brown hair, and green eyes, who's wearing his studded leather armor as well as having his bow trained most of the time, and the two swords that he keeps at his side, just in case. There are also the members of the Pummel Patrol here with you. Yopig, the turtle with the blue-green shell, dark green skin, and black eyes, who is a worshipper of Vumera, Inca Urin, a Darrow with a thin white beard, short spiked hair, and colorless pupils, as well as Yazgos, the half-drow with long white hair, onyx black skin, and pale silvery eyes, who wears the studded leather, a shield, and a short sword at his side. You see off to your right is the doorway that held the very plain chamber that you had teleported into last time. Off angled to your left is the archway that was utterly broken. I don't know what you talk about. Not naming any names. So the tunnel that we just came through and came into this chamber, this tunnel was not here the last time we came through. Nope. Okay. As you arrive in, the room looks more damaged than the last time 
you had seen it. The tables are slightly overturned, there are scuff marks all over the floor and a few on the walls. And just looking around, you still see the intricate stonework that covers the area. The simple water basin off to one corner by the initial entrance. The four tables that were on the opposite side of that are partially destroyed and damaged. Several cracked and splintered. The two pillars that mark the exit to this room still seem to bear the writing. The great smith traveled from his distant land to ours to perfect his craft, and this he had done. I forget, did the water pool here have healing properties, or was it just water? It healed you, last time you were here. If that was the case, I would like to try and sample some of the water again. So as you approach it, the water is not clear. Oh. It's become murky. It wasn't murky last time. Maybe I will not sample it after all. (laughs) I will relay this. I'll say, the water seems different than the last time we were here. Leuven, any chance you could get a read on if it's, like, poisoned or how it's tainted with your alchemy? I pull out a tiny little vial with a stopper. I can give it a try. It'll take you some time. I was also going to ask Yopig if she could assist, perhaps. She's a little more in touch with the nature and the natures and all that good stuff, so. I'm not quite sure, but I can definitely try. By the way, this won't be instant, so you all might as well get comfortable, take a short rest of some kind. I will take that opportunity if it is presented. Yes, there's also something I would like to do while he's doing that. The orc bodies that remain, I would like to look them over and then perhaps remove the head. Since you have plenty of time to do so, as you are studying them, there is a good degree of decay. You move about and slice off the heads quickly, cleanly. You see Yasgo's like, just kind of nods and like, okay, yeah, uh, makes sense. So you guys have been here before then? This is the, the vault, I assume? Look at the bodies. This was in fact our doing. And as their comrades that were still alive did not remove them, I don't see it as disrespectful to protect ourselves. Demi pops in. That's fair game. All right, so we're taking a short break here then. We should definitely be on guard. That tunnel wasn't here the last time we were. So someone has come in since then. Hey. Tony, for my check on that water, is that Arcana? Alchemist tools. 27. With these, you study the water and you don't notice any poisons within the water. The one major thing that you are noticing is this is just basically a pool of completely stagnant water. It's just sat here and collected grime and muck for upwards close of 12 to 13 days at least. Yeah, so this water is just kind of following the trend of everywhere else ever since we were here last. Magic disappearing from the place over time. This is just regular water. A little dirty, not the best to drink, but in a pinch we could if we had to. I think I'll pass this time around if it's all the same to you. I think I will too. Yeah. This water had some sort of healing properties from before? Aye. Interesting. Okay. Mm, This place is heavier. Well, at least we know that the water isn't poisonous. Although we should proceed with extreme caution. Someone or something has definitely been here since we last were. All right, something to look out for. Yeah, this room has definitely taken substantial damage since we came through. And I'll point to the bodies. We fought them, but the tables, you know, were mostly unharmed and intact. 
Yazgos is still standing, but kind of leaned back and just, you guys took care of these orcs last time? Most of them. There was a couple more that we caught up to and actually came to an agreement would be the best terms. We're not exactly friends, but we can see eye to eye on certain aspects. Orcs going to be pretty tough. Good work. I would just give a big smile like, yeah. Did you guys wish to inspect this room any further or are you looking for any more information in here before we continue on? Do you want to take the time to do that or just kind of gauging where people are feeling like as far as pressing matters? I mean, just looks at others. Well, you know why I'm here. So if this is not the room associated with that, then once you're ready to press on, I am. Yeah, I was just says, I mean, there's not much in this place, so not much for things to hide. So I doubt there's much here to recover. I suppose once you guys are ready, we're ready to press on. I am ready when you are. Yep. Yeah, let's go. One moment, I I hit something before, and I continued through it, and it would not have been pleasant if I hadn't been in a little bit of a blind rage. So I'll go first. And then start kind of walking down, but I'm going to put my hand out, just trying to sense if I feel the the barrier as I approach where it was at before. So you walk up to the two pillars and reach out and swipe at air. Last time you recall, there was almost the sensation of like walking through curtains. You don't get that sensation. Just seems like there is air. We're good to go. I guess we'll head straight to the vault chamber place first, looking to Auric and Leuven more than to the others. I nod. I, I'm fine with this. So I would feel that we would, should disclose things like, I don't know, walking through fire if it comes up. So you're sharing what happened last time? Yeah, but it's going to be a very high level. There was some fire. Since the magic has been failing in here, it seems to be gone, so we might not have to deal with it. Just more of a like heads up rather than like the full instruction manual. Okay. You guys begin to proceed down the tunnel. You recall that there was a tunnel that veered off to the right, but you had not gone down it. So I assume you press on to where the fire bridge was. We should definitely go down there next. I'm okay with that. We might have to and to get back out of here anyways. You continue on, and as you round the corner, you see a quiet bridge that spans across that you can see clearly a large statue of a dwarven figure, the seeming flame beard and hair as it stands erect on the opposite side of the bridge. No fire. No fire. It's quiet and a bit cold actually here now. Slowly press forward. You begin to cross the bridge. You hadn't noticed it before. Last time, the entire bridge was covered in flames. But as you are proceeding across... You notice to the sides and down, there is a straight drop. You cannot see the bottom. Can I do the little thing where I drop a pebble? You take a pebble, release it. After a few seconds, you hear click, 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 click. So not bottomless, but just deadly heights. Moving on. As we get to the edge of the bridge before entering the room with the statue thing that we thought might come alive if you turn back, because we thought that was a thing, another warning issued. Of that potential and definitely being, like, more on guard and ready. You cross the bridge. On the other side, you see the large statue of Avantir. The same plaque that's below it. Still nothing happens. Should we try to quietly enter the next room since last time was kind of, you know. Can I do a perception check to see if I hear anything from up ahead? From up the stairs? Because there's up around the other side of the statue, there is the 
small hallway before it goes into a large staircase that heads straight up. You can, yes. All of you can. 15. 18. 11. Leuven, you are listening. Still a bit creepy, but quiet. Elaine, Auric, as you are listening, you hear the sounds of movement up ahead of you. I would like to relay that back to the party. I know I can move quietly. Do you want me to try to scout ahead a little? Maybe Damien should go with you. I can if you need. Yazgos is like, I'm quiet as well. The three of us can scuttle up quietly, hopefully. You know how to signal us to come a-running. I know multiple ways. There's a bit of an eyebrow raise from Yazgos like, are the multiple ways very loud? Usually. All right. How big's the room up ahead about? Pretty big or is it fairly close quarters? I'll give a very brief description of what the room ahead looks like just to be aware of so that he knows kind of where to look. Demean will just, you see him uh, knock an arrow. You can walk two by two up the stairs. So Demean will kind of stay like right behind you. Yazgos will head to the front and you see him draw his short sword again. Gonna draw the javelin of lightning, just in case. Smiles. Might be time to test that thing out. I'm curious to see what it looks like. Me too. All right. Stealth checks. 16. As you begin to proceed up your footsteps, the sound starts to slowly fall away. Demean seems to be keeping on point with you, but if you did not know Yazgos was next to you, you would not know he was there. As you kind of start to be able to see over the top stair, you notice ahead of you nine figures. One in a long, dark robes, hood pulled back to reveal a pale, bald head and elongated neck, staring away from you, studying. The other eight figures are all similar in appearance, and they're just like staring around the room. You see that they like seem to be trying to not move around much. They are very creepy looking. As they kind of turn and look around, you notice fanged, lipless faces with long grins constantly on the face their eyes darting about occasionally you notice like the two eyes seem to look in two separate directions at certain points as they look around and you notice long spindly legs and arms bristles and spines kind of start to project in weird spots over very pallid skin and very long fingers that end in jagged, broken nails. Do they seem to have noticed us? They're still like kind of like slightly skittering about, but they're not have directed any attention towards you as far as you can tell. Glance over my shoulder to Demean. He has the bow pulled back, but it's still pointed down. So he hasn't like readied anything yet. He's just... I'm going to do the point to the spellweaver and then do a kind of motion like with multiple fingers like magic and make an angry like this guy face yeah he gets it okay he releases the tension he holds up like six fingers really quick and then gestures to his arm and just like nods like yeah and then i'm gonna like kind of make a motion to the other creatures and make a face like no idea what these are he shrugs shakes his head Yazgos' eyes narrow, but he's, like, pensive as he's staring. I'm gonna look Yazgos and Demean and do the, like, pull-back motion. Demean has Arrow kind of pulled back again, starts to back down the steps quietly. You 
proceed down the steps and return back to your party. I'm going to do like fingers to lips, like move back further. You start to proceed back toward the bridge. You're heading back across. Yeah. Once we're back across the bridge, the whole party, I would definitely look to Auric and Luvin. Our good friend Rydot is back. When I hear the name, I'll just like spit on the ground in disgust. Pummel Patrol looks slightly confused. He's a spell weaver. He has given us a very nasty time. He's looking for something. He's working with the champion. It's a long story. He can cast a lot of spells. And then, oh, look at Inca. You're going to have fun with him. He has six arms, and he can cast multiple spells at a time. He's extremely dangerous. Okay. There's also eight creatures, and then I'll look to Yazgos. I haven't personally encountered anything like that, but there are some rumors of creatures that have been appearing in the Underdark. Looks over at his companions. The only name I know is Gru. And they kind of, like, go super pensive about it. Can we make a check to see if we recognize the name? You can attempt a straight intelligence check. Twelve. Twenty-one. Natural one, total five. Grow like plants? <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, you've never heard of a Gru? Auric, the name sticks to you a little bit. It's something you've heard spoken of once or twice, but like their very presence is supposed to mess with people. They're aberrations. You don't remember too much about them. These are not things you just encounter. I will relay this to the, the rest of the party. Yeah, you know, we never get to just fight right out alone. It's always the companions that make it that much harder. I'm a motion to my lovely new javelin. I have an idea. The three of us to sneak back up again. You guys wait till you hear things start breaking out and then rush in behind us. Because you're not a quiet mover. You can't get as close, unfortunately. I, I'll grant you that. I'm made for smashing, not for stealthing. To that end, is there any help you guys could give us to make this attack much more pleasant and easygoing? I can provide you a bit of guidance. I can do the same. Then two are better than one for two people. I've got a swift step drawed if one of you needs to move fast. Yasgo says, like, hey, I don't mind moving quicker into the midst of all that. This should help you for about a minute. Here you go. I'll wait for the cue then. He'll just nod towards you, Elaine. So I guess we'll move back up just before the stairs, and then the three of us are going to stealth back up again. So you are going with Yasgos and Damien, right? So Damien is going to do the same thing. He is five feet behind you. I'm going to cast Expeditious Retreat on myself. How long does Expeditious Retreat last? Up to 10 minutes, concentration. All right. So go ahead and roll a stealth check, Elaine. Ooh, that is a 24. Okay. So you are heading up to the room. I really just want to get up to the the door where I can get a clear line of sight on Rydot. That's my goal is to get him in view and hopefully one or two of the skittery things in between me and him would be ideal, but I'm going to focus on him, really. And right before I throw it, can I rage? You can do a turn. So you have a movement, an action, and a bonus action. So Rydot is on the far spot. You can just see his head over the raised platform. As you walk up, it seems like they haven't noticed you. 
Alright, so I am going to bonus action rage, and I'm going to kind of keeping low, run up, whip my arm back with the, the javelin, and just yell loud enough that it will carry down the stairs, incoming, and fling the javelin. Alright, so... 21 to hit. Elaine, you roar. Spirits seem to shoot out from you and fill your space as you run, hugging the wall, ducking low, javelin in hand, round the corner. As you see three of these strange Gru creatures, almost in a perfect line between you and Rydot. As you take the javelin in your hand, you say the command word. Incoming. And hurl it. You watch as this javelin shifts into a bolt of electricity, passing through the three aberrations, the three grew. Rydot turns, raises a hand as a shield forms around himself, and the javelin passes through and into his shoulder. Yes! 15 total points of lightning and then four points of the piercing. As you hurl the javelin, the two closest to you seem to react quickly and shift, taking a blast of electrical energy that just destroys half of their body, pretty much. The one closest to Rydot, though, is incinerated from the chest up. As you're coming up, you feel this strange sensation, like you see the Gru perfectly fine, but your vision makes Rydot seem hazy. You still get it through, but you felt as if your aim would have been off if not for the surprise and he gets slammed in the chest as it reforms right before hitting him, sending a bolt of electricity coursing through him. His robes singe and burn away at the point of impact. You hear a scream echo in all of your heads, and he turns, the javelin still embedded in his his chest, like near his right shoulder, as he stares at you, Elaine, as he says, Good, you've shown up. Let me rip your mind from your skull. I need you all to roll initiative. So, as you had hurled this, as this was all happening, you see the creatures just suddenly turn and see you as a target as Yazgos runs up, leaping up towards the platform, heading straight for the nearest Gru. As Demean pops up from the stairs, just barely getting a line of sight and firing towards Rydot as well. He fires and it snaps against the shield that Rydot had created. Now it's Rydot's turn. You see four arms stretch out as two pull back. In the two arms, you see three pinpoints of light each. His four other arms focus inwards. Hold a moment as he releases magic missiles towards you, Elaine. As six points of light fly out, you take a total of 19 points of force damage as just slam after slam, hit after hit, like you hear a shoulder crack a little bit. If not for the rage, you would be in a lot of pain right now, but you push through it. As that happens, Rydot's form shifts and he turns invisible. Coward. It is one of the Gru's turn. He goes to strike at Yazgos and you just see Yazgos shift and catch this bite between his shield it almost gets through but his sword comes up and catches it and pushes him back the one in this back corner is going to just scurry up its spindly legs moving quickly towards you and it's going to 
attempt to bite down at you. So it runs up, it goes. You spin as your shield comes up and its teeth sink into the wood of your shield as you hold it off and push it off. One of the other ones comes up. You get this intense sensation around you, this strange vibration in the air that's causing a strong focus on the Gru, but everything else in the room is hazy. So this one also comes forward, and as you had shoved the other one off, you spin quickly and smack its face off to the side as it nearly chomps down on your shoulder, but just barely feel its breath across your arm as you push it to the side. Auric. Just how far in can I get? You can just see a bit into the room. I'll say the two you can see, badly burned, possibly from electrical damage. So you have a bonus action. Yep. So with my bonus action, I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. I will place it right here then, in between these two. And I will have it attack the one that is in range of a lane. Attack roll. Natural 20 for a total of 26. 11 force damage. So Elaine, just as you had smacked this thing's face to the side, it starts to turn as you see a spectral warhammer appear and swing straight down on this thing's head as it starts to lunge back at you. You just hear a splat as the spectral hammer slams into the ground with the thing's head between it. All right, so this thing is going to try and attack Yazgos because he is the closer target and just Yazgos just deftly steps aside. Another one is going to come up this one you watch as it kind of bounds up to the podium that Yazgos is holding off two of these creatures on. It just barely gets past his shield as it bites into his shoulder. As it bites in, you see him shake his head. He looks slightly dazed, not completely focused. He's still fighting fine, but the Gru that are around him suddenly seem to amp up in energy. Luvin. With my bonus action and expeditious retreat, I get up hopefully into the room. So you have 60 feet of movement. So you can see the room. You are at the top of the stairs. My lantern of revealing is now lit. Anything in a 30-foot radius, theoretically, would not be invisible anymore if it were invisible. As you get to the top of the stairs, Luvin, you pull out this lantern and shine the light, holding it kind of above your head so it can be clearly seen. And in the back corner of the room, you see right up. Over there. That's my whole turn, so. There's a brief moment you see one of the Gru, like, turn to look at Yazgos, pause, looks at Rydot, and then starts making its way towards you, Luvin. So he is going to attempt an attack roll against you, and he bounds and lunges and leaps, and as he leaps towards you, you kind of shift to the side as his bite chomps down the air next to you. It's Demean's turn. He is feeling crowded, so he'll pull back, definitely dodges out of the way, as he starts to head up the platform to get a better look at Rydot, and he's going to fire two shots at Rydot. One passes right by Rydot's other shoulder. The other one just cracks into the wall behind him. Elaine. I am going to wild shape into a velociraptor. So I'm actually going to go and shrink down tiny. I think that's all I can do. You cannot see Rydot currently, but that means also he can't see you because of the raised platform. That's it. It is... Yazgos' turn. He's going to shout out, these things are doing something to keep our focus off of Rydot. Let's take them out quickly if we can. And he's going to just try and take out the creatures rather than go for Rydot. Also, he is surrounded. He goes to swing and the first one dodges out of the way and he goes to strike again at the one that hit him and stabs it in the chest. 
yanks the blade off to the side as you see this, like, black Icarus green blood, like, splatter across it. It's really looking rough, the one that had bit him earlier, but all the ones around him seem super animated still. And it's this one, and he bites into him. The creatures look really animated as it bites into his sword. I mean, he shoves the thing aside, and he just swipes the air where it's at to kind of fend him off as he's constantly dancing and dodging around these things. Inka's turn. He's going to use his action to get just up to the top of the stairs, but that's all he can do right now. Yopig is right by you, Orc. Rydot's turn. Yeah, he's going to drop the invisibility. He's going to focus and go, I suppose I only need one of you alive at least. Five of his hands come together. Everyone but Elaine, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Also, you see in his free hand, a mote of flame appear and fires off towards Luvin as well, by the way. 24 intelligence save. 15. Auric, you take 22 points of psychic damage. That hurt. Luvin, you take 11. Okay. Auric, your vision is fuzzy. Things around you don't look right. At the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the saving throw on a success. However, you roll a d6 and subtract it from any attack roll, ability check, or concentration check until you make the save. Okay. Speaking of... Go ahead and roll a concentration check for me. 12. Nice. Everyone's still up. Yazgos and Demean both, like, flinch and blood-like forms at their nose as a pulse of energy rings out in the area. But in the meantime, Luvin, a firebolt is coming right at you. As it slams into your chest, you take 16 points of fire damage. I'm not looking great. It is the Gru's turn. One that's right in front of Yazgos to make an attack against him. One is going to make an attack against you, Elaine. Yazgos is looking really bad. So you just see another bite chomp into him as he shoves this thing aside. The one by you, Elaine, goes to chomp, but you had just shrunk, so it looks confused as to where you went slightly before looking down. Auric, you're up. I am going to go and move right next to Yazgos. And then I am going to cast Spirit Guardians. So you release this divine energy in this 15-foot radius? Yep. And anyone that is in that radius that is not my ally is reduced speed. All right, so you release this divine energy. Little angelic hammers start floating around. I will move my spiritual weapon and have it attack the groove that is on the opposite side of Yaskus. Another natural 20. The damage is 12 this time. As you go and swing, there is this almost sickening splat followed by a crack as this spectral hammer crashes against the creature's spine and it just kind of slump against Yasgos for a second before he shoves it off and it's staggering on its feet. Then what save do I have to make for the effect? It is an intelligence save. I got a two. Still, things are hazy. Both of those are in, so I'm going to go ahead and roll two wisdom saves really quickly. Both fail. For the first one, it is 17 radiant damage. For the second, 15 radiant damage. As these things are gearing up to leap at Yazgos, you see hammers come up and just splatter two of these creatures across the floor. Yes. Luvin, you're up. I'm moving up 10 feet. So the one that's basically directly in front of me, 10 feet away, I'm going to throw an alchemical acid at it. So that is a dex save that does hit. Four acid damage. 
It's still up. As you hurl this alchemical vial at it, it smacks into its shoulder, singeing part of its gangly arm away, and it just whips around to stare at you and stares between you and Yazgos, trying to determine who looks tastier. So wisdom save for the Gru. That is a 14. So half damage, I believe, Oric. 21. So halved. It's still up. It was going to go for Luvin. It's going for you now. So it's going to shift to the side. And as it goes to bite at you, your shield comes up and it catches against your shield as you shove it away. It is Demean's turn. He's going to see if he can get the Gru off that's behind you, Oric. Demean like, pulls the bow back, but his arm is shaking and he fires both shots and they just crack into the stone. He doesn't seem focused. Whatever that spell did really messed with him. And he rolls a crit to uh, resist the spell in the end. So his vision focuses again. He's, my apologies. I'll do better next time as he draws two more arrows and gets ready. Elaine. Velociraptor, reckless attack to the dude in front of me. Nat 20 to bite this guy for 11 points of damage. So as this thing had chomped the air, it's... Neck looks so juicy. As you leap up, cling with your tiny front claws to its neck and chomp straight down. As it falls to the ground, you leap from it and just tear away and just slam with two heavy legs on the ground, having just killed this thing. Awesome. I am then going to shimmy around to the one that's kind of behind Auric. Auric, you see a velociraptor right behind this group. It is Yazgos' turn. He's going to try and take out one of the two near him. With the spiritual weapon behind, Yazgos focuses and stabs first time. As he draws the blade across, it starts to fall. He spins the blade, has it pull up and across its throat as its head tumbles off to the side. There is another Gru. It needs to make a wisdom save. So as this thing is like struggling from the acid wound in its shoulder, it turns and starts to go for Yazgos again as a hammer just smacks across its face, its knee and its stomach, and it just collapses to the ground. Inca is going to come up and kind of stay behind Yazgos because Yazgos is big and tough. And you see him gesture out both hands, lightning appear between his palms as he brings his hand together and a bolt of lightning shoots out towards Rydot. Rydot does counterspell, however, as he lifts three hands and shuts it down. No, you don't. Yo, Big is going to take a look around. Luvin, how are you looking? Pretty bad. I'm at nine HP. Hold on, my friend. She focuses, reaches out. Little vines kind of form in her hand and touch your shoulder as healing energy courses through you. You heal nine HP. Thanks, friend. That brings us to Rydot. Wisdom save. He failed. 16 damage. So as hammers come around, smack into his leg, smack one of his arms, you hear a, like, crack. As again and again, he's holding half of his arms up to kind of block some of the blows, but it is hurting. I guess it's another change of plans then, huh? You see his two hands go down as six points of light appear, but the other four begin to draw. He fires two magic missiles first. Three are going for Inca, and three are going for you, Auric. You see, by the way, as he releases this, there is a small glow in his pocket. He seems to be drawing energy from something. Auric, you take 11 points of force damage, and I need you to make a concentration check minus a d6. 12. So Auric, you are 
battered and hit, but by Yadamin's blessing, you hold your spectral guardians up. Rydot begins to draw a doorway. However, Inca decided to take the hit of the magic missile. He reaches out and says, no, you don't. Yes. As the door forms and shatters. You see the tiny little raptors like, yes. And the energy just collapses and dissipates. And Rydot just starts to look around, is going to start to move around. He is out of the range now, though, of your spectral guardians. At the end of his turn, as he is going to the corner and just kind of hunkers down and just says, in your head only, Auric, I know what you seek. I can help you find it. If you kill me, you get nothing. And every other one of my kind know who you are. If I die, you will be hunted. So, Auric, you are up. I am going to move one up. I will cast Cure Wounds on Yazgus. So he heals 11. Nice. And then with my bonus action, I will move my spiritual weapon into range. I will attack with the spiritual weapon. Does a 17 total hit. So he raises his hand and casts shield as it slams into his shield and he holds and is like, so this is your choice. Fine. But you do see as he casts it, there is a glow again from his pocket. Roll an intelligence save. 13. Still not able to shake it. Luvin. So how's my uh, favorite Gru looking? Those spectral uh, weapons definitely hurt. Acid vial. Four? Nine acid damage? You turn and hurl this vial of acid as it smacks into the Gru in front of Velociraptor Elaine and just burns and melts away as it collapses to the ground. All of a sudden, Rydot can be seen clearly. The haziness has dissipated, and there is no disadvantage on attacking him. Domain is going to fire two shots at Rydot. One hit, one miss. You see it just break and slide through the shield that's around as it slices just below his neck, cutting above the collarbone as Rydot brings one hand to his throat. <laughs> the second one like comes up, and he holds a hand up as the shield snaps the arrow, and he's just and you all hear in your heads, you'll all regret this. Elaine. I am going to bob and weave and dart across at full speed and pounce on him. So you bound and leap and like duck around Luvin under Auric, leap down. 16. So you leap and catch against the shield as skims off of the shield that he had created and it's holding. So Yazgos is moving up. Two strikes go out, but both barely deflect off of the shield. Inka's gonna get a clearer line of sight overall and try and keep him boxed in. So he's just going to try Ray of Frost. He fires and it deflects off of the shield. It's just not holding in. Yopig isn't much of an attacker. Auric, Yopig kind of walls up and says, I'll do what I can, my friend. And puts a hand on your shoulder as little vines kind of come out and light appears. You heal 9 HP as she releases a cure wounds. Thank you, friend. And here I thought I was the healer. It is Rydot's turn. Wisdom save. Fail. That was 19 damage. His shield begins to hold as hammers slam against it again and again. He starts to direct his hands to different points as the shield breaks through and you just hear a crack of a wrist. 
And as again, a slam, a slam, another broken wrist, his shield begins to break. It hits the leg. By this point, his shield has crashed. Yazgos is going for stabs. Elaine, you're going to bite at him and scratch at him, but hammer after hammer pummels and cracks, and his extremely thin, wispy body just begins to crumple and fall to the ground. He begins to disappear between a flurry of spectral hammers, claws, teeth, and sword strikes. As the spectral hammers dissipate from around the body that was Rydot, you see the motionless, broken form of the Spellweaver on the ground before you. That's what you get for insulting Yadamin. By Fumera's guidance, it is done. That is good. That is good. If we have ten minutes, I can do something to at least get us a little bit better form. Just in case, I'll stare at the entrance. Make sure nothing else is about to come by. As Yazgos, like, looks over at you, Elaine, and just puts an arm on your your Velociraptor head and just pats it a little bit. As soon as he, like, removes his hand, I'm gonna actually unshape shift, so back to my Elaine form. I can also offer Domain and the um, Hummel Patrol a healing draught if they would like them. So I am going to, if we can take 10 minutes, I will cast Prayer of Healing. 10 minutes will go by. You watch the entrance, the place is quiet. How's everybody feeling, actually, overall? I've been better. Your effect, by the way, that was causing you the haziness auric fades away. Before we get too crazy into things, do we want to try to take a break? I could definitely use one. I mean, this is a pretty fortified spot. There's, as far as we know, only the one way in and out. This might be a good place to base camp for a while to recover. You see, Yazgos kind of like leans back, still like in the doorway, so he can stare down the stairs, and he has his hand crossbow in hand, and he just goes, I can watch for a bit if you all need, but definitely a good rest is deserved after a fight like that. Aye, that was a bit rough, but with Yadamin's guidance, we came out victorious. With Yadamin granting you strength and Vumera guiding our hands, we have done good. You kick back. I do want to rummage through Rydad's pockets. You do reach in and feel this like light bluish crystal. Based off of the area that you saw earlier, this disc that comes out seems to be what was probably glowing in his pocket. You recall Luvin kind of warned against trying to use the power of this thing, though. Based off your previous role, you know, supposedly, only Spellweavers can access this safely. Elaine, are you doing anything specific? Probably just making very small talk with, like, Yazgos while we're watching the tunnel. While your attacks seem maybe slightly less focused and less precise than his, he is impressed by the ferocity of your strikes and your ability to improvise. Yeah, I would mention that I have no formal training and maybe mention like, yeah, I was a sailor and, you know, that's my background, sailor, merchant. So totally different path. He'll ask you about it. Basically, he will converse with you pleasantly, tell you a little bit about what his life was like growing up, kind of, and how he got to the fighting style that he did. And he'll ask you about sailing and all of that. Yeah, I'll share similar stories. Okay. So after I'm finished identifying, I'm going to turn to the rest of the party and I found this in his pockets but I was really searching in particular for this I didn't look too heavily for anything else I don't know if anyone else wanted to take a look can I walk over and just kind of like grab kind of like the bottom of his robes and then kind of lift them and flap them around to like shake anything out of the pockets if there's anything in there Elaine don't notice anything tumble out but 
You notice, though, his cloak looks like it had healed itself up from where it had stabbed in. The actual spot where the javelin had struck is gone. The hole that was there that burned it away. I would kind of give it a little shake and maybe like hold it out to Luvin and Auric and Inca. I could cast identify on that. Inca's just going to look at it. I'm going to kind of kneel down and be like, by the way, thank you so much for stopping that dimension door. I owe you a pint. Happy to help. Pint sounds good now. Luvin is a cloak of protection. Gives you a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws while wearing this. Wow, this is really cool. Seems like it might be more up your alley, Luvin. I tend to like my plate. I wear cloaks, yeah. I will keep this then. And I start attuning to it. But I actually will relay to the rest of the group what he had told me in his in my head. That it appears that there are other spell weavers. Oh. They may have knowledge of what happened to the gods. They might know why Vumera has gone quiet. And Yadamine as well. Perhaps then we should see if we can find one less aggressive in the future. If they're all like him, I don't want to encounter another one. That is understandable. I would rather avoid one as well. But he is dealt with, and we do not have to worry about him any longer. This is good. Vumera has guided us to aid each other on dealing with this threat. Blessed Vumera. Yopik is just smiling pleasant. Bless Yadumin. And she just like, light shoulder tap on York. You all want to investigate around here some more. We all need a good rest. I'm going to look up as if I'm looking up at the stars. And there is ceiling. I honestly, I'm intrigued on how you all who don't see the sky track time as well, come to think of it. Not used to being underground, right? I mean, essentially, it's just a the sense of how many hours it's been since I've awoken. I don't know beyond that. So it's not like you have a timekeeping instrument, like a, a clock or something. There is, like I mentioned in Lashara, the dancing lights we use to kind of help to keep the city within the same cycle so everyone has an understanding of when generally most should go to sleep while others work and essentially divide it by time of day different groups up at different times the city itself doesn't really sleep i think i'd enjoy that city it's not always pleasant but it can be i mean there's plenty of us to take shifts watching the door not anticipating anybody just popping in on us all right so for the most part, you guys will be switching shifts, but you will be able to take a long rest. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please be sure to share with your friends, family, even your annoying in-laws. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw, and be sure to check us out next week.